Wow. Look, I will tell you, you want to be inspired. You want to find where you are. Then go ahead and quit feeling sorry for yourself. Don't live in a why me world. Live me in a try me world and go ahead and do something for someone else. The minute you do something for someone else, you have increased your value. Once you increase your value, you will once again feel as if I am prepared and ready and I must make myself better. Be your own chief betterment officer of your life. Look around you every day and say, how can I make her better? How can I make that better? How can I make myself better? I am the chief betterment officer. It says right here, get 1% better every day. Be the CBO of your life. This episode is brought to you by West Coast Beach a year-round beach volleyball club on the west side of Los Angeles in Santa Monica, California. At West Coast Beach, we aim to get 1% better every day, both on and off the court. You can find more info about us at westcoastvbc.com and on Instagram with handle at westcoastvbc. All right, I'm here with David Meltzer, uh, inspiring person, CEO, author, entrepreneur, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much for uh, being here with us. And um, uh, just so you know, I have this right here, uh, Connected to Goodness. This has been a major tool for me. You sent this to me uh, two years ago. You signed it and I, all, through, <laughs> all through DM on Instagram. So I really appreciate you, uh, you being so accessible. That's really inspiring how you do that. Yeah, it's a third of what I try to do. I, you know, I try to make everything as simple as I can. So one of the lenses that I live life through is accessibility. It's mm. not only being accessible to people like you, but also accessing what I want, you know? And then the second lens is productivity. I think to provide value or service to others, which is aligned with, you know, sending you that book. And by the looks of it, I know you're not BSing me that you're no. actually, it. you know, I love when people like hold up the book. They're like, Oh man, you know, I love this book, you know, and it's like, I don't know if you can see it through the green screen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like brand go. new, right? It's like, yeah, right. You love my book. You never opened it. Uh, so productivity is the second lens. And then the lens of gratitude, uh, which is the most powerful uh, because that lens of gratitude, gratitude will help you find the light, the love and the lessons in every single thing that you do, no matter what the exterior circumstances are. I love that. I love that. Well, that let's get right into the project because that, that leads into this project. So this project is all about inspired living for the youth athlete in and out of the game. I'm writing a book about that and I got inspired to make my own pyramid off of John Wooden's pyramid because <laughs> I saw it every day at UCLA. Um, and so the top of the pyramid to me is inspired living on a day-to-day -day basis, like I said, in and out of the game. So I'm going to go right into the first question, answer these how you may, short, long, however it feels. So what does, an, what does living an inspired life mean to you? Living an inspired life means the acknowledgement that one, we're connected to the greatest source of energy, the greatest sort of life, love, and lessons at all times. Mm. Separating motivation from inspiration, knowing that motivation is a catalytic event that will allow us to recognize that inspiration. Uh, but it won't last. Fear can be a motivator. Fear sucks the soul and energy. It's an interference to that connection. So number one, the acknowledgement of what we're connected to, what walks with us and within us at all times. And then two, what we are in the process, meaning we are the appreciators of that, that light, love, and lesson. So all light, love, and lesson that we're connected to at all times, we're the appreciator of that, meaning we add value to that with one duty. That's to uh, allow that to come through us with the appreciation to give to others. And that's the process of inspiration from source through us with appreciation for others. 
And that is truly what in spirit means. We're all connected by energy, in spirit, inspiration. And the more you clear the two connections, right? The, the two connections that we always have to be uh, or put our attention and intention in to get the coincidences we want is the connection between us and source, us and the light, love and the lessons, and then us and everything else we're connected to, which isn't just people, right? You notice the environment changing right now. We're in the middle right. of, of a pandemic. Remember, we're connected to everything. You know, it, in some respects, if you look at a bigger journey and say like our existence is being questioned, that it may be a reminder, don't take your existence uh, for granted. And mother nature might say, hey, go to your room, boys and girls, because we, we need to heal. You know, you, you, you spilled egg on my house. I need time to clean up the egg, go to your room, think about what you're doing, and I'm gonna clean up the egg from, from the car that you threw it at. But you stay in your room and you think about it until you learn not to put egg on my car anymore. We're connected to everything and that's what inspiration means. I love that, David, I love that. Uh, practice, what does having an inspired practice mean to you? Yeah, practice is a really critical thing. I know you're a UCLA guy and a John Wooden guy. I have a Bill Walton sign pyramid behind my desk, uh, in my closet, my new desk. <laughs> Practice is essential, and the reason practice is essential is because the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious continuum is relying upon practice, and practice allows us to understand incremental growth, acceleration, and segmentation. Let me explain that uh, really quickly. I know you're yeah. like, what the hell right. is he talking about? I'm yeah. gonna explain it in basic terms. Okay. Uh, our, our senses, and John Wooden knew this better than anyone, our senses are reliant upon our memory, both are faulty. So, for example, if I gave you 20 pieces of string and one and held them up, you know, maybe just five feet away from you, and, and I asked you from the 20, tell me which one's one millimeter longer than the others, it's an impossibility. Right. It, it's, it's an impossibility. Now, the truth is that one is longer by one millimeter. So, but if you had exact senses and exact memory, you'd be able to compare all 20 and tell me through your senses which one's a millimeter longer. You understand? Okay. 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 So, so what happens is, is that in order to create acceleration and change, in order to fulfill the natural course of the universe, to fill up all the black matter, 99.9% .9 of the universe is black matter, we can expand and accelerate. John Wooden, Sue Enquist, all your mentors and mine talked about expanding, accelerating, growing, and improving to your potential. What happens is because our senses and, and our memory are completely inaccurate, we don't see the growth and change every day. And so we immediately go to being stuck and we, we can't enjoy being stuck. And right. then we go into quitting. But when we feel stuck, we quit. Now, here's the exercise that people should go to to be inspired through consistent behavior is go ahead and take a millimeter and take it out as many segments as you want, 10, 20, and realize that when we're consistent, we double the effect and we speed up the result. Meaning, go ahead and take the segments and say, okay, uh, one millimeter, double it is two millimeters, double it is four millimeters, and get out to somewhere that's a significant change in your life by the, the tiny specks of millimeters that you can't see. Put a year on each one and tell yourself, wow, in 20 years, I'm gonna be this much farther ahead than everyone else, just by consistency. I like that. 
by now here's where it gets really fun is by consistency not only do you exponentially grow and keep doubling but you also accelerate so the first segment may take you a year to get to two millimeters but it might only take you 11 months to get to four 10 months to get to eight nine months to get to 16 eight right and all of a sudden you get this effect as well and so when i talk about you know the exponential growth acceleration and segmentation all of a sudden what i'm doing is i'm allowing your senses to understand that i should be stuck being stuck that consistency creates persistency because it creates hope and faith that allows me to continue on and enjoy and enjoy the consistent persistent pursuit of my potential and it will only accelerate and grow faster. And so what happens is I mostly base my entire training on the fact of practice and practices and all the great coaches and all the great players and all the great business people will talk about repetition, consistency, faith, never quitting, all the things. The truth is that here's how the human mind and body and soul work. We normally can stay consistent. 99% of us can stay consistent to 25% of the way there. And then we start listening to everybody else, including the voices in our own head. We start voting for what other people want for us, and we quit. The 1% that are able to carry on, 99% of the 1% usually quit at the next, at 50%, at the next 25% of growth. And the saddest thing is it usually only takes half as much time on average. So whatever period of time it takes to 25%, 99% of the people quit, and then in half the time, that 1%, another 99% quit because they start voting for what other people want. They start focusing on the void shortages and the obstacles that they don't want. All these things are true. Then amazing. the last 1% of the 1% are the ones in half as much time that get to the 100% of the segmentation, acceleration, and growth that they wanted. So I, I try to give people a pragmatic way. Go ahead. So take my brand, for example. Three years ago, uh, I was doing some consulting for Vayner, Vayner Sports. They were starting a sports agency. That's my core competency and skill set, right? Lee Steinberg, Warren Moon, years of experience in the space. I said, hey, man, I got a, a vision. I got a vision. I'm inspired. I want to change the world. Gary, I think, almost wanted to walk away from me going, a little bit intrigued, like, what do you mean you want to change the world? You're like a middle-aged mutant turtle, bro. How are you going to change the world? You're, you're not, you know. You're, you're not Warren Moon. You're David right. Meltzer. You're Warren Moon's boy. Uh -huh. you know? I said, no, I want to change the world. And I figured it out mathematically. I said, I need your help, though. He said, how's that? I said, I need you to help me get two people every year from my videos, right, from doing what you do. I want to get two people that can inspire two people to inspire two people by passing on. I want to create a video that's so good or a series of videos or consistent videos that are so good that every year, two people will get two people that can get two people to watch more of my videos. Can I you love help that. Me do, can you help me do that? He goes, yeah, no, no problem. He said, how many followers are you looking at getting? I said, I don't care about followers. I, I need a thousand ambassadors. I need a thousand of those people. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I need a thousand people that will get me a thousand people that will inspire a thousand people. And then a billion people, a thousand times a thousand, a million, a million times a thousand, a billion, a billion people will be happy and inspired on earth and we'll have a collective consciousness of abundance of more than enough. And the entire world, the environment will change. Financial institutions will change. Educational institutions will change. Yes. Domestic abuse, equality, all the things that Sue Enquist and John Wooden and all these great people that I'm humbled by and I've learned through, 
it will happen. But the only advantage I have, my superpower is math. I made a million dollars nine months out of law school on math and I started using it to change the world. And I apply math to allow one common denominator or variable that my senses that are relying upon my memory are completely inaccurate and my memory is even more inaccurate. So I have to figure out a way to create uh, alignment with the, what I have and what the math of the universe or technology or the universe is doing. And I've done it through acceleration, exponential growth and segmentation. And looking at this in that light, right? Practice is essential to inspiration because it allows everything to happen. That's where Einstein, all the greats talk about nothing happens till it moves. Yeah, that's why, because that's Amazing. the inspiration that happens. That's so cool. Uh, I, I think one of your main goals, like you just said, is you want to empower over a billion people to be happy, right? Yeah. Like I'm one of your ambassadors and, you know, so just don't worry about that. I'm, I'm with that all the way. I want to stay on practice for a second because um you know at this this project is for the youth athlete and i feel like a lot of times during a practice whatever sport they're in they might not be inspired the whole time so you know other than gratitude because i got that part that's one of the main tools what other tools can you can you give to the athlete that's struggling in that moment of practice because they don't want to just walk through a practice that's like a, yeah. wa a wasted practice almost so like we want the inspired practice right so what other tools can you offer for that moment. Lower the bar. Ah. Lower the bar. So I, I know this is probably anti a lot of coaches, but I always say, you know, lower the bar because what we want two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. I want everyone vacationing every day. I want everyone practicing every day. I want everyone prioritizing through their values, personal, experiential, giving, and receiving values prioritizing what's most important of them aligned with those values. So as a player practicing a young person, there's things that happen that get in the way of what we need to do. So if, if we're not going to get it done, the worst thing you can do is zero affect yourself. Let me explain. You're sitting there, not motivated, not inspired. And so you decide not to practice today. I'm not going to hit off the tee, right? I'm not going to do right. my push-ups. whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. What happens is, remember that segmentation, acceleration, exponential growth from before? Yeah. It, well, this is what happens. When you do something every day, it's X to the first power on the first day, X to the second power on the third, second day, X to the third, X to the fourth. Compound then, effect. Yeah. Then the day you get to X to the zero and you decide, I'm not going to lower the bar. I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. X to the zero puts you back to start. Because the continuum of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, the way our body, mind, and soul work, because of the connection we have to the greatest source of light, love, and lessons, that we just now have cut off or interfered with the flow that we've created, that generational flow that exists at all times, and now we have to start over. And so a lot of people, they don't understand, man, I practiced 28 days. I did what I spoke. Well, what about the other? Well, what, drinking one. I see this to college ball players, you know, all the time in all sports. They don't know why somebody like, you know, Jerry Rice, who didn't go to Alabama, could be so much better than them when he graduated college. Because I know this about LT, Daniel Tomlinson, Jerry Rice, uh, so, like there's a Warren Moon. They're everyday guys. They're every when Reggie Bush came to the league, he he did workouts with LT and he puked, mm. right? And he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him because he learned what consistent, persistent behavior got you. 
and not more than the quantum. There's so many guys who have quantum talent that will never be reached. And there's other people that will reach far greater heights than those with quantum value or talent. Uh, and that's why this draft tonight, we're on the eve of the, or, you know, it's going to be the, the draft. I said, the biggest difficulty I see is as an agent, as someone that knows all sports and has been involved, my gift was finding the players that must be what they can be. Because these kids are so young, even when they're coming into the professional leagues, let alone in college, I will bet on someone that has average talent, right? That, that is a fourth round draft pick like Tom Brady, isn't tall enough, isn't fast enough, isn't strong enough, his arm's not great. I will bet on Tom Brady's of the world because they must be what they can be over, you know, the Jamarcus Russells of the world and the Ryan Leafs of the world who have cannons his arms and run four threes and but if you can combine both like lebron james that is a quantum athlete with amazing talent and has the desire like kobe bryant magic johnson michael jordan lebron james uh steph curry isn't born with the quantum value that those other guys are but he has a desire to must be what he can be right that's what it takes and consistency assists you in that inspiration and motivation I love it, man. I love your articulation too. It's great. Uh, let's keep moving. Emotion. What are the differences and similarities in emotion from both an inspired practice and an inspired game? Because they're slightly different. Yeah. So um, emotions are energy emotion. And we have control of four things that are tied to emotions. One, our mindset. Two, the way we feel. Physical, mental, spiritual, and emotionally feel. What we say and what we hear affect our emotions. Right. What we say and what we hear. Uh, and what we do. Right. So if we're not uh, emotionally aligned with where we need to be at practice, some people would call that motivated. Some people would, then you have to say, okay, I have control of four things in order to shift my energy, to shift my perspective. I'm going to use and control my mindset. I'm going to control my feelings. I'm going to control what I say and what I hear and what I do. So lowering the bar, listening to good music, you know, listening to positive things, saying sure. positive things. You know, I'm so old. This is, I played college football and I'm so old. They allowed three a days. They would never safety wise. <laughs> yeah. Three a days in the middle of, you know, wow. Eagle rock in the smog. I was spitting up blood. I'm Oof. not lying. Right. It's, yeah. And so, you know, I always say toughness and telephone are my two gifts. Nobody can out tough me or telephone me, you know, and that's why I'll always be wealthy. But part <laughs> of this came from three a days. But you know, deep into three days, we would have a 5 a.m. wake up to get to practice and start at 7 a.m. before it got too hot and smoggy. And we had this exercise called false enthusiasm. But it was a perfect example of nobody wanted to be at this practice, <laughs> right? Nobody. I mean, you had to be a freak of absolute nature right. to have that much of an attitude by, you know, seventh, third, you know, three a day. Uh, and, you know, it's hard. But you start, oh yeah, you start like this, right? Small clap. Pretty soon the whole hundred guy team is clapping. Everyone starts, it's all fake, right? I like that, I like that. The next thing that happens is the, the mindset, the, emo the feelings, what we were saying and what we're hearing, and now what we're doing, all of a sudden we're in a whole new perspective. That's I, the key. I love that, I love that, David. Um, so, okay. <laughs> How does the inspired feeling transcend their sport and carry over to their personal daily life? That's the main goal of this project. 
Oh, look, this is quantum in nature. It's your conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. Everything that I am truly was created by the habits and desire that I wanted on the field, and I just didn't know it wow. was happening. Right? I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to be a professional football player. I wasn't born with a quantum talent to do you know, so to make it easy. But what I learned carried over and everything that I was good at quantumly, like communicating and selling and all these things, all of a sudden, I wasn't the one that was the shortest, the slowest, the weakest. All of a sudden, I was the biggest, the strongest, the most I had the superpowers off the field. Right. But the thing was, I somehow, you know, had this desire that I must be what I can be. And I had all these habits and teamwork and leadership and my being conscious, subconscious and unconscious didn't know any difference between a football field where I didn't step on and everyone say, oh, my God, this kid's going to be amazing. Right. I was always the one that had worked my way up every year, even in college. I was literally going into my senior year as a defensive captain and starter and some kid from Texas came six foot one, running to four five, you know, all state there. And we snagged him for our team. And all of a sudden I was second on the depth chart. Once again, well, once I got out into the real world of sales and business, et cetera, you know, I walk into a room on a stage, whatever. I don't, I'm not on third on the depth chart, right? People are begging me to play for them. For sure. And, but I'm still the guy, I'm up at 4 a.m., I'm still utilizing the false enthusiasm drills. I'm doing all the things that it takes in my own business. I'm the first one in the locker room and the last one to leave. You can go ahead. I'm the toughest and I use the telephone. I'm going to literally, you know, I am a little mule when it comes to stuff. I tell people I may not be the most talented, but you are not going to outwork me. Now I don't believe in work. I believe in activity, you get paid for activity, you don't get paid. So I tell people, you are not going to outproduce me. You're not going to be more accessible than me. And you're not going to outgratitude me. Those are the three things. You're not going to do it. I can hold it right here. You can put me up there with LeBron James, Kobe Bryant when it comes to those three things. Amazing. I want to ask you about that phrase. I must be what I can be. It kind of reminds me of uh, Deepak Chopra. Um, you know, did you get, where'd you get that? Where'd, where'd that come from? It's so funny because I just... I've used it a lot and I got it from Napoleon Hill Ah, and Napoleon Hill, but Deepak used it two days ago. I was with Deepak really? <laughs> and one of the most exciting things uh, that I get to do, but I, I, it, I think in Napoleon Hill and thinking grow rich, he says a man must have a desire to be what he can be. That's right. Right. And in, in Napoleon Hill, and I think if anyone in sports or students or business people aren't reading Napoleon Hill or A Course in Miracles or a variety of other, you know, power of intention, uh, you're making a big mistake. Surround yourself with the right people and the right ideas. And when I say the right people, and the right ideas, they don't have to be alive. Mm. Right? We, we have captured some great people and some great ideas. Uh, and also everyone out there study history. Human nature never changes. Study history. What saved me, 2006, I made a major transformation in my life. 2008, I lost over $100 million, but I was prepared for it. I've oh, never God. been more prepared than today in 2020 because I have learned from the past. I've learned from history, and I understand I studied the Depression for 14 years 
and I'm well prepared for 2020. More millionaires were made in the depression than any other time. I'm living in the margins of millionaires right now, understanding that things are oversold and things will be oversold and that's where the margins are made. I'm living in the middle, middle, middle of a miracle. I read Viktor Frankl again just recently, right? Man's meaning, you know, understanding how could you be in the Holocaust dripping, you know, head, fish head soup, starving to death, and allowing your faith to be the same as people when we were in the greatest economy ever created in the last 13 years. How could your mindset be that strong when your life was in danger and all your family and friends were sick and dead, right? This, this is powerful stuff you can learn in history. And so you can actually smile through the struggles. You can expand and accelerate. You can enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, regardless of what the score is of the game, what field you're playing on, what the conditions of the field, who's coaching you or who's on your team. None of that matters. None of it matters if you are consistent and persistent in the pursuit of your potential. Beautiful. What message do you have? I don't have this question written down, but this is coming to my head. What, what question, what, what, what can you say to the youth athlete right now that's uninspired? Their sport just got taken away during this coronavirus thing, this quarantine. Uh, I coach kids and I've been finding it difficult to speak to them about mindset, about preparation, about stay ready, because that's those are things that I know how to do. But it's tough when your sport gets taken away. Do you have any advice for the youth athlete right now who's just looking around and going, what do I do? When things get taken away from you, I had over $100 million taken away, over 33 homes, ski mountain, golf course, cars. <sighs> I was stuck in a rented house with rented furniture, pregnant wife, and three kids. And what I learned was to be kind to my future self when things mm. are taken away and do good deeds. Wow. Look, I will tell you, you want to be inspired, you want to find where you are, then go ahead and quit feeling sorry for yourself. Don't live in a why me world. Live me in a try me world and go ahead and do something for someone else. The minute you do something for someone else, you have increased your value. Once you increase your value, you will once again feel as if I am prepared and ready and I must make myself better. Be your own chief betterment officer of your life. Look around you every day and say, how can I make her better? How can I make that better? How can I make myself better? I am the chief betterment officer. It says right here, get 1% better every day. Be the CBO of your life and do it and start it simply by making somebody else's life better. Everyone has an opportunity, whatever it is, whatever skill set, superpower, whatever you have within you, it doesn't have to be money. You could be 12 years old. I've seen it happen and you could be kind to your future self at 12 by being kind and doing something for someone else in your neighborhood. Maybe there's an old lady that lives next door, drop some food on her, her doorstep. You know, there's so many good things. You do that, man, you'll be like me. I'm choking up. That's how much it means to me. That's so cool, man. I freaking love that, David. Like, just just do something nice for someone for someone else and be kind to your, your future self. Those are just value nugget bombs. Beautiful. Um, let's talk about flow. Can you identify when you're in the game, in the flow, in the zone, locked in? Yeah, very easily, right? It's that no ego-based con uh, consciousness, no need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, angry, anxious, fearful, guilty, resentful, all of those feelings are gone. And I'm just literally connected with the, to both sides. I'm connected to the greatest power source, energy and light. And I know it because this side I'm connected to the hoop, the bat, the ball, whatever it is. And I've been there, man. I have thrown up junk on a court and been like, how did that go in? I put, no, no lie, when I was in the zone, 
several different times. There's tons of guys that train this, but I play golf and I can tell you that I've been in the zone that I've been out in the fairway, hit the shot in my head, said, Oh shoot. And it'd been the best shot of my life or putted <laughs> a putt or putted a putt and literally out loud said, Oh no. And it went right in. That's when you know, and what you want to do is practice that. Practice when you feel that way. Remember the energy. Remember, we have these faulty senses and a faulty mind. So try to practice remembering exactly how it feels to be in the zone so you can find your highest frequency, set a baseline for yourself to make yourself equal and make yourself better every day by knowing what that frequency is, identifying it and practice getting there. And when you get there, can you bank that feeling? Yeah. Is that what you mean by remember it? Yeah, you bank it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do that every morning. That's why I meditate. I find my highest frequency, my baseline, and that's bank for the day. So when I go off of that, I get back to center and go back to that place and then grow. I watched your TED Talk. Uh, can you talk a little bit about meditation for the youth athlete? Because a lot of times, and I'll just speak for me, I've been trying to, to do it, but my mind just starts jumping and I start to think about what I got to do. So just, yeah. just so what's you know, a tip real, or two? Yeah, no problem. So Number one, meditation is like golf. So if anyone's tried to start playing golf, it sucks. You cannot- Frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Meditation is the same way. So number one, meditation is just like a sport. Uh, very few sports can you pick up and be awesome at. So put yourself into that mindset. The only difference is you can meditate your whole life. You can't play tackle football your whole life. Eventually, your, your body wears out on most of the athletic events that you do. But meditation- and unlike sports is a guaranteed thing that you, if you can live to a hundred, you're gonna be way better than when you were 20. It's a sport, so I treat it like a sport. And the sport is, you know, how much can I raise my awareness? And so lower the bar, do two minutes a day, start very simply. You can use apps like Headspace. You can just go for a walk. You know, a lot of guys meditate just by hitting a baseball off a tee. You know, whatever you love to do, but take some time while you're doing it to breathe through your nose. I call it, be a ferocious Buddha, right? Breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, and practice being aware. Don't put judgments or conditions on what's coming to your head. Don't put expectations that you need uh, to do that. Just sit there and be aware and keep practicing being aware. Remember, you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. By practicing that, you'll elevate your vibration and your awareness so things will seem simple to you so when you're 52 years old like me and you're dropping bombs left and rights and nuggets and things like that it just is an awareness it's nothing more than me meditating and raising my awareness and finding a new higher baseline a higher frequency and the truth remember the highest vibration is the truth i'm always pursuing to have my vibration as close to the truth as possible so it initially started i just wanted to learn how to buy or sell and buy low and sell high. So I use my awareness as an economic means to meditate. I wanted to figure out to have this like sixth sense on when to buy or sell. It moved into changing my entire life. But at that time I was very money motivated. I just want to be better. So it's okay if you're athletic motivated, you want to bat 400 or score five touchdowns a game. You want to use awareness for that. It'll work, but go ahead, put yourself into the mindset. This is a practice. This is a sport. But the difference in this sport is I only can get better and better and better. So it's a sport that I can play my whole life and I can be the Michael Jordan or the LeBron James of it by the time I'm 100. That's awesome. Uh, the truth. I think I know what you mean by that. But can you expand on that? You said the, the potential. Truth. truth. Yeah. Potential. So real quick, everything yeah. vibrates. The earth vibrates the slowest plants, animals, humans, light, and then sound. 
and uh, sorry, sound and light and then thought. And the thought that vibrates the fastest is the truth. And that's why we must illuminate all of the things that we do wrong. We must admit that we're hypocrites. We must admit that we're on a journey, that we're going to make mistakes. Mistakes. Look, pain is nothing more than an indication you have a lesson to learn. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and financial pain. If you have that in your life, it's just like striking out. Oh, I struck out. I need to get better, right? Um, I had one of my friends that I represented. He named his dog Slider. I was like, why do you name your dog Slider? He goes, because I can't hit a slider. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> you got to learn these lessons. And when you get the perspective and get excited about learning lessons and you ask for help, one of the great things about focusing on life is about lessons. The lessons keep on coming until we learn them. They result in pain if we haven't learned them, which is the indicator that we have a lesson to learn. But you're going to forget every lesson that you've ever learned. I promise you, including I lose and forget them every day, including gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. I forget them every day, but I have the power to remember them. I have the power to access those. The best way to access lessons is to find people that sit in the situation that you want to be in. A guy like you that is an expert in experience so that I don't have to pay the dummy tax if you're teaching me about what skills you need to have, what knowledge you learned. I don't have to have you know all the strikeouts or interceptions or, or lost races. I can learn from someone that's already done it and all those years of experience. And that's why we're expanding, accelerating and growing. And we're gonna continue to do that if we find mentors and ask a series of questions. There are no gatekeepers in life. There's no resistance, void shortages and obstacles. There's only sponsors and power sponsors. There's people that either know someone to help you or people that can help you and know somebody to help you. So find those power sponsors, find those sponsors. Know that each one of them could just give you a touch of favor and change your life. And we see it in sports, we see it in business. And we see it in our personal lives all the time. When we treat people well, when we're kind to our future selves, all of a sudden the universe provides that touch and fills the void that we created by giving away everything that we had. Amazing. Uh, last question. I want to respect your time here. Um, this project is all about finding inspiration. That's why I have people like you involved. Uh, where do you get inspiration from? From who? <laughs> um, several places. But, I, you know, number one, I meditate every day. Two, I read The Course in Miracles and find inspiration in that. It's a very complex text. Um, I also surround myself with the greatest people and the greatest ideas that I can every day. Um, and I'm in a practice of inspiration. I'm in, a, in this practice. So uh, that, that's, where I get, that's where I get it from. Um, and those are the things. And, you know, it's funny because my mom and my wife are anchors in my life. And I'm inspired to allow all of this to go through me. Um, but it's an interesting thing. They're on the downside of my inspiration. My source, my light, my love, and my lessons come from a, a higher source that I'm always connected to. But I'm motivated to appreciate what I have, to allow it to come through me for my mom, for my wife and my children, my friends, my family, associates, my community, my state, my cities, my country, and even the world now, which is one of the greatest aspects of what's happened to us is we're unifying the world because we now cannot take our existence for granted. Everyone in the world are set the same as we are, that we have to appreciate our existence together as humanity. I gotta go, my brother, but I- Hey, really thank you so much, David. You're, you're awesome, bro. I look forward to seeing you soon. Much love and appreciation, man. Tell Sue that I said hi. I will. I'm going to write a book with her. Tell her. Oh, I'm, I, want, I want in. <laughs> All right, cool. You're in. Thanks. Later, bro. Bye-bye. Bye Thank bye. you.
Thank you so much for joining me on Within the Game podcast. Visit withinthegame.com for show notes and links on everything we talked about today. You can also subscribe to the mailing list, which will give you exclusive content from each guest, as well as more resources to help you stay inspired in and out of your game. Follow us on Instagram at Within the Game Podcast.